0: 1920s. New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits.
1: What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ.
2: And I'm Kat.
1: And we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, we had a fan reach out, Allie, who is a a new fan to the podcast, but she wanted to share some of her stories with us. Allie, how are you doing? Good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How did you hear about Real Hauntings?
3: I was looking for a podcast to listen to at work because I work overnight. I just stumbled upon yours.
1: I feel like
4: I would probably prefer listening to it in the daytime. (laughs)
3: That's cuz JJ's
2: a big scaredy cat. I am. I'm definitely not like that.
4: <laughs> I I try to come across as not a big scaredy cat, but like if when I'm listening to people's stories for this podcast, I I genuinely just question reality and myself and just am filled with existential terror, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And happy Halloween! Um, <laughs> well, Ali, I know uh, looking back over your email, it seems like you have had supernatural encounters kind of your whole life. Before we jump into that, you know, we like to find out kind of where people are on what we call our Believo meter. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts, and ten ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale?
3: I'd say I was a ten but now I'm more like a seven, eight. Oh,
2: I like that. We haven't had a lot of like reversals in a while. Usually it's, I was, I was a five, but now I'm a 10. I can't wait
3: to find out why too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So why don't you start us with kind of the origin story? How did this all begin for you?
3: See, I don't remember this, but when I was three, my mother said that I would talk about the angel in my room all the time, like at night. I'd have trouble sleeping and the angel would appear in the window and I would talk to the angel and then the angel would leave and I would mm-hmm. go to sleep. Her major concern was that I didn't follow the angel out the window.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: that's nice. That
2: or nice that you didn't do that. I'm yeah. But that's kind of
1: where it started. So what did your mom tell you those conversations were like with the angel?
3: Just that I would talk to the angel and then the angel would leave and I finally sleep. Did your mom
4: believe that this was a real spiritual entity you were talking to?
1: Or?
3: I think she was kind of torn because I was an imaginative kid, but at the same time, she really believes in angels and stuff. So.
1: And so what led her to believe that you were talking to an angel?
3: Probably because I was so young, so young enough that I knew what an angel was, but not old enough to like lie about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you like seen anything like that since then? I wouldn't say an angel. I've seen plenty of other things.
1: So I guess, was this an instance where you or your mom told you you went to her and specifically said you were talking to an angel? Or did she just come to that conclusion kind of independently because you were talking to something at the window?
3: I came to her and said it was an angel.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we've had some angel stories, I feel like a a couple, but not a ton. So that's always interesting when... All right, it always interests me when we get things that are kind of a blend of the supernatural with religion. It's kind of neat that it's not a demon this time, that it's (laughs) an an angel. Did that story have any effect on you as you moved on through childhood? Did you believe her or did you kind of like, I don't know about that? Or how did that make you feel?
3: Well, she didn't tell me it until I was in high school. Uh, So it didn't really affect me throughout my childhood
4: you react to that
3: (laughs) i uh i was kind of surprised but also not really because of the other things i had seen but it was also just kind of funny that her major concern wasn't oh it could be an intruder it was don't follow the angel out the window (laughs) yeah right
2: so at this point in high school you have you had seen a couple things which i we totally want to hear what those are um and at this point, would you consider yourself a 10, like when you were in high school, uh, believing in ghosts? Yeah. Okay, cool.
3: All right. Well, I want to know what kinds of things uh, that you saw.
4: Yeah, same.
3: The very next instance that I can remember, my sisters in my room were right next to each other. And my dad would stay up late and he'd come and check on us before he went to bed. Uh, and I knew this because it it took me up to like three hours to get to sleep because I just couldn't sleep. And the one night I didn't hear anyone come up the stairs, but I looked up and I saw a a shadowy figure in the shape of my dad in the doorway. And I thought, oh, it's just dad checking on us because it looked in my room and it looked in my sister's room and then went down the hall. And then five minutes later, I hear someone come up the stairs and there's my dad checking in on us before going to bed. (laughs) Hmm.
1: Did you tell your dad when that happened or did you just kind of go to bed?
3: I just went to bed. But the next night, because I was like, that was a little weird. I closed my door instead of leaving it open. Mm -hmm. And around the same time, a shadowy head popped through the door, checked on me, went back through the door and went back down the hall. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: So it went through the door. Yeah. Yeah. That actually just reminded me when you said that you shut the door, something I'd kind of forgotten about my childhood, I would sleep with my door deadbolted and I had a deadbolt for whatever reason to my bedroom, but I was so scared of like, it wasn't so much ghosts. ghost. I think as a kid, I was scared of like monsters because at some point somebody told me if I was bad, like the monster from underneath my bed was going to eat me. <laughs> And now that well, I think about it, I don't know why I was locking yeah. myself in the room with the monster, but you know, <laughs> child um, logic, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'd kind of forgotten about that.
2: Well, as a confession, I make us lock our bedroom door at night.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say you were the monster under the bed. And I was like, ah, do it. Um, and,
2: and like, I, I guess we've been leaving it open more recently, but it just makes me feel safe. Cause I feel like when you're asleep, you're so vulnerable. Um, and i don't like being like startled as we've talked about but i don't know i guess when we had a roommate i was like well that would be annoying if he just walked in not that he would
4: i feel like if they've gone through the like front door lock then they're gonna get through the bedroom door lock
1: oh thanks jj i'm sure that makes cat feel (laughs) so much better i don't
2: know i don't think so
4: the front door has like a deadbolt lock and another lock on the door handle. Our bedroom door is just one of those shitty locks that you like push in the button. No,
2: it's not. It's oh no, it's a lock. turn.
1: It's a turn lock. You're right. Never well, mind.
2: stop. You
1: guys give out your address while you're going through all the lock mechanisms. And-
2: <laughs> we should close the window downstairs. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, our window is stuck open. Back to Allie's story. So (laughs) the shadow man or shadowy figure stuck its head through the door. Did you try to communicate with it at all? Or did you just kind of pull the sheets over your head and go back to sleep?
3: Uh, Surprisingly, I wasn't afraid. Like I never got a feeling of it wanted to hurt me or anything like that. Like It was checking on my sister and I like my parents would. So it never really scared me. And it wasn't until college that I thought, maybe I should try to communicate with it.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, This so reminds me, I know we talk about Haunting on Hill House so much, but this it always reminds me of the second season when we hear about like shadowy figures, like checking on children or interacting with children.
4: Which is not a spoiler.
1: No, I don't think that's a spoiler.
4: If you're watching it that there's just like little Easter eggs of hidden shadowy figures in the background. If you don't know about it, you'll probably just miss it.
1: Yeah. It's perfectly splendid. Nothing to worry about.
2: Perfectly splendid. Ooh, that freaked me out.
1: So Allie, you, you were having these experiences and then did you tell your parents and that's what led to your mom to tell you the angel story? Is that kind of how that worked out?
3: Kind of mom was talking about ghost stories that she'd experienced as a kid. Mm. And then I brought up the shadow figure and they were like, Oh yeah, that <laughs> so they they had experienced that before. Yeah. They they'd seen it check on them as well. Jeez. Oh, I, I'm
2: I don't know. If I were parents in, in a house with kids when a shadow figure was checking in on us, I'd be half across the country. But,
1: but maybe that was the angel, that. you know?
2: No, that's a good point.
1: Yeah you know, those shadow well, angels.
4: Why on earth did y'all not tell me about this ghost checking on us? Or were you just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's cool.
3: Uh, I I feel like it was, they got the same feeling that I did because the things my mom experienced, um, she she's pretty like in tune with those sort of things. So she gets a feeling and, and knows when to leave. Um, but she had a similar feeling to me where it just wasn't scary. It was just, checking in on us
1: did anything um happen in the history of that home that might have given you guys some clues of what that figure was
3: not that i know of um and not that my dad knows of because he researched the house before we moved in
1: interesting like
4: specifically to see if there were ghosts in there
3: or no maybe or, just to see just the history of
4: the
2: house or something he, he he's a big history nerd so yeah uh
1: him and J.J. would probably get along then.
2: <laughs> if you could pick like one ghost story in your whole life that like you would tell a group of people that you've experienced.
3: Me, okay. I worked at a museum okay. uh, and there were, and it was a haunted museum. It's the Thomas Taper Museum in Hillman County.
1: I read about that in your email. This is a haunting that's kind of famous, right?
3: Yeah. Ooh.
1: And so how long did you work at the museum? Three years. Oh, wow. And did the haunting start immediately or was it gradual over time?
3: For me, it was pretty much immediately because I could kind of see them.
1: OK, so what is this museum famous
4: for? What haunting is it like famous for? Uh,
3: so the haunting is famous for is there's this picture of a girl named Nellie. Uh-huh. And how the story goes is that when she was little, her father was painting her and she fell off the stool and broke her head open and died. Wow. And uh, he finished the painting and shortly after that, I think he died. And everywhere the picture hung, it would fall off the wall at least once a day. And it was donated to the museum after numerous years of it falling off the wall and it would fall off the wall every day at the museum until a car crashed into the front door of the museum and it then then it just stopped
4: okay that makes me think like did the car crash like somehow reset some kind of structural problem with the museum to like <laughs> like solidify the wall or so i don't that's so bizarre
2: also it's like always the name it's always a name like nelly Right. Right. When it's like stories like this, it's always some sort of, um, I don't know, like Ellen or yeah, or Nellie or
1: Gertrude. I feel like.
2: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> old lady
4: names, really.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, did you see the the painting fall off, or were you employed there post uh, miraculous car crash?
3: I was employed after. Okay. Um,
4: but you did see uh, spirits, I guess, around yeah. them. Can you tell us like, what exactly you saw?
3: They're kind of like wisps. Nellie, in particular, was a very small wisp. And she liked to mess with me uh, like a little trickster. So like, things would go missing or would be moved to a different location. She'd turn on the trains. So in the basement, there's a giant train collection and there would be train sets and you could turn them on if i was alone in the museum i could hear the train sets go off and the first time i was like ah it's just old electronics and then it did it like three times in a row and i was like ah it's nelly
1: oh my gosh this is so like that ben stiller movie what like night at the museum or whatever. yes did you did you ever talk to any of your coworkers about this
3: Yeah. My boss, Gary, he, he was, he's like a 10 on the meter and he's had a couple of, of experiences, but like the major one was little league baseball is really big here. When it happens, we make little pins for the kids to get. And the one year it was Nelly holding a baseball was the pin. He kept having things move and fall in his office. The phone would ring and no one would be there.
4: So Nellie didn't seem to like that too much. No, <laughs> she, did she did not. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. People at the museum then, I mean, was it just kind of like an open thing of like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of ghosts here.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Wow. And just to circle back, you mentioned that the, the two ghosts we're speaking of were more like wisp. Can you tell us what that is?
3: It's kind of like someone blew out a candle and you see the smoke. Ah.
1: Mm. It's a good description. Yeah. It's kind of like a onomatopoeia, right? Like a wisp. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JJ's
2: is, is, is that what that is it's, like? It's Noah? not
1: like that at with, all. Doesn't it sound like what it, you would say? No. Okay. Just me. You
2: don't have to
4: agree with Noah on this, Allie. It's
5: okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, Allie, that's fascinating. I, I love like anytime we hear ghost stories about museums or theaters, any kind of like um, old properties that you would, you know, just like classic spooky stuff. I feel like especially is perfect for October. Like it's, it just <laughs> yeah. hits that, that tone. Did you
3: know who the other wisps were? Yeah, there was one other wisp. Okay, there was two other wisps. <laughs> there was the doctor, and he came in while I was working at the museum. Someone donated a bunch of doctor supplies. Oh. Because from a dentist, we had set out the tools on a in a in a pattern on a table to people for people to look at, and every time we would come in, the tools would be straightened.
5: Dental that is so
4: equipment weird Equipment already is like scary to me <laughs> maybe why it's been so long since i've been to a dentist but like antique dental equipment just straight up looks like torture devices and then if that stuff has a ghost attached to it i know
1: was there any kind of interesting story behind the dentist who the equipment originally belonged to
3: no um uh... <laughs> he he was just the local dentist uh he worked out of his home and that's where the supplies came from was his family was tired of seeing it in their living room and and just donated it
1: i like to imagine that you all would be like hey it's the dentist and he would demand to be called the doctor and you all would be like all right it's the doctor hey doctor (laughs) well that's cool i i know and and you said was there one other one you saw as well or is that or those yeah. all the okay who what was the other one
3: i forgot about this one we had this santa from a department store and he was antique and he looked it <laughs> uh he had a green coat and yellow eyes hot belly full of jelly Wait, <laughs> <what? Boo>.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and rosy cheeks i don't know what.
3: Without- well, Okay. The you...
4: night before Christmas.
3: <laughs> Sorry, keep <laughs> going. Uh and his porcelain face had cracked. Ugh. Um, and he moved.
0: <gasps> oh, God. Like
3: you plug him in and he moves. Oh
0: <laughs>
4: okay.
3: You're like, but he would also move on his own. There was a runway that went from 3D storage up into our rec room, and he was always stored in there because he liked it in there and you could find him at different locations in that hallway although no one had been in the hallway
1: this episode of the real hauntings real ghost stories podcast is brought to you by wild grain hey everyone it's noah daniels and i'm here to talk to you again about wild grain our last shipment of wild grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner and i'm not gonna lie i'm right there with him
0: Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
4: So like he would just move himself to his favorite storage room? Yes. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
2: you don't think you worked with any like type of prankster (laughs) trickster humans.
3: (laughs) Well, for the longest time, uh, for at least two of the years, I worked there by myself. No Uh, one was there because it was a weekend. Oftentimes I would flip on the light for the rec room and you could see his face in the hallway window. Oh my <gasps> god.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope.
2: uh uh-uh. An old creepy Santa hunting? No, thank you.
4: I Woo-hoo-hoo. I imagine all of this would have been really scary when that stuff like first happens. But was there ever a point in your job where you're just like, uh, this again, just like kind of annoyed at like these things moving around that you have to put back in its proper place?
3: Yeah, kind of. Uh <laughs> Nelly was the worst. The doctor was actually fine he would just he would stomp around the museum like you he hear his feet stomp around uh and he liked to scare annoying guests
4: <laughs> what kind of would Nellie play on you
3: I would bring my homework because this was during college I'd, I'd bring my homework uh and I'd set down my pencil and then I'd go to grab it and it was on the floor or on the other desk or <laughs> uh, just somewhere else yeah um, Little
2: inconvenient, like, kid-like tricks. Yeah. yeah.
3: Hmm. Sounds like she was
4: the youngest sibling I've heard. Yeah. Of. Just <laughs> and, constantly
1: poking the bear. And then you said um, in your email you also had a Civil War ghost that you saw as well?
3: Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that was my freshman year of college. He, from what I remember, I was at my desk and the window was open. And... There was no breeze. There was no wind. It wasn't a windy day. And the door to my dorm just slammed shut. And when I turned around, there was a wisp again. And he kind of just, I got the feeling that he waved and then disappeared.
1: And he looked like a Civil War soldier?
3: At that point in time, I was kind of exploring mediumship so I could talk to him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he said he was a Civil War soldier, essentially, and that he was just a floating floater, like he had floated from Gettysburg to Lycoming.
4: What kind of things do you learn to do when you're dipping your toes in mediumship?
3: A lot of it's, uh, I did a lot of reading and I didn't get any like official help, but Uh a lot of it was learning to meditate and get into a meditative state at will
1: you kind of experienced some of um, these medium qualities. Was it something that you felt like once you dipped your toe into it, as, as JJ said, or maybe you said, um, that you felt like you had control over or would, would you feel like you'd see a ghost and kind of get rushed with their thoughts or how did that work?
3: Um, I was pretty good at like blocking it off if I needed to. Um, the first time it was a little difficult um because his it was the civil war soldier his thoughts just rushed into me and uh i kind of got visions of how he died um which was like getting stabbed in the back with a bayonet but then after that i learned how to close it off to like only have like a little bit coming at a time
1: mm-hmm. And is that something that you believe anybody can learn how to do, or do you need to have some base level of intuitive um, ability to be able to do that?
3: I think anyone can even JJ. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) I don't know. Cause I've meditated before and I like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I don't know where the jump is from like meditation to just kind of like calm your mind and slow it down a little bit to then like being able to commune with spirits. It it
1: seems like a, there's a gap that I'm missing. (laughs) Well, JJ, I haven't told you this, but I spoke with Evelyn. I don't know on Instagram, not like over the phone or anything talking about booking her for something else. And she wanted me to let you know that her and Jess uh, got the, I don't know what the right word is the sensation or you know the the vibe the energy that you are way more intuitive that you give than you give yourself credit for. Wow.
2: Oh.
4: Okay, well, I
1: don't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop blocking yourself, JJ. Accept the spirit. And
2: um, cats full of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Ali, we appreciate you coming on and sharing these stories. Is um, there anything else you want to share with us before we get you out of here?
2: Yeah. Well, wait just one second, because my question is—Excuse is, me. <laughs> well, I need to know what made you go to a seven from a ten.
1: Oh, right, right, right.
3: Oh, um, when I turned twenty, okay, I was having major panic attacks Mm -hmm. and while i was having those panic attacks i would have psychosis
2: Mm. oh wow wow
3: and the years following it got worse and worse and worse until i was having psychosis pretty much every day um and i went to a doctor and they said i had schizophrenia oh wow Mm. and over time i got on medications and things like that and going on medications it all ceased. I couldn't see wisps anymore. I couldn't like connect with them anymore. Um, and then I started to doubt myself, like it wasn't any at all real. Um, so I, that's, that's what caused me to jump from a 10 to a seven. Thank you for sharing all that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Like Kat said, that's, I feel like that's such a touchy subject with supernatural material or content. Because I think that's something that naysayers online, you know, may jump to and say, like, well, you know, maybe they have X, Y, and Z, and that's why they see ghosts and whatnot. So I think it's pretty brave for you to come out and actually talk about that after talking about your ghost stories. Um, because I know that that could, could is probably difficult. So we we certainly appreciate that.
2: My uncle had schizophrenia, um, and he was always you know, he would be on and off his medication, but no matter what, he always seemed more in tune with like, I don't know, just the spiritual world in general. And I, you know, full-heartedly believe that he had, even with, you know, his brain chemistry and everything, I think he did have more insight and, and connection to that side of the world and, or spiritual world or faith um, than I did or anyone in my family. So yeah. I, I hate that that makes you doubt yourself, but, um, I hope you're able to, you know, feel happy and, and content and in your day-to-day life, but I hope you're able to kind of be, be in touch with that side of, of you too. Um, yeah. Cause those stories are, those stories are pretty cool. Clearly the three of us do not have any type of gift. So <laughs> really appreciate you sharing all of those stories. Thanks.
1: Yeah, Allie, thank you so much for coming on. And we hope that you have a great October and a great Halloween. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We're going to try to get out a bunch of content for all our fans uh, this month uh we're gonna we've already le- released one mini sewed we're gonna do at least one a week maybe more through october is there anything you'd like to leave our fans with before we um, get you out of here
3: no i don't think so
1: well <laughs> we appreciate you coming on and thank you so much for letting us know about that haunted museum i can't wait to i know you sent a link with some information i can't wait to do a deep dive into that and learn yeah. um, even more about it because that's that's really cool and right up our alley
3: yeah, they'll they'll appreciate the publicity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great rest of the night and uh, happy spooky season.
3: You too. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye. Well, y'all. I don't know about you, but I kind of want to go watch night. At, is it night of the museum? Night at the museum, right?
4: Night at the museum.
2: Yeah. And has it always been Ben Stiller? I thought Robin Williams did the first one.
1: No.
4: Is oh, there he, original? Robin. Wow. It was, it's always been Ben Stiller, but Robin Williams was Teddy Franklin. In- uh, he was
1: in the movie.
4: He was yeah, in- yeah. as Teddy Franklin.
1: Yeah.
2: you did I know who that is?
1: Uh,
2: Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt?
1: Why did I say Teddy Franklin? I was, oh, like- because- <laughs> I was pretending to, cat. I was like, ah, JJ just knows more about history than I, I do. I'm going to let this go. Because
2: at, oh, like, at first I was like, oh, yeah, wait.
1: What are you doing Why? with your laptop? I'm getting dizzy. Put that shit down. Oh, <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, better <Put> lighting. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do.
1: Ah, make me sick. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely just love that kind of part of um, you know this alleged supernatural world that a place full of old artifacts come to life at night. Especially how creepy was that Santa story? Like, what the heck? Oh, uh, yeah. No.
2: We need to just get rid of Santa statues in general.
1: Okay, like, what... Go ahead, JJ.
4: Every Christmas, there's, like, some movie that comes out that's, like, a Christmas-themed horror movie, and it looks so bad and stupid and awful. And honestly, like, that just sounds like the setup for one of those
1: terrible... <laughs> <movies>. <laughs> like a Krampus. But what what do you think is more spooky, a haunted Santa... Statue or whatever that thing was, or like one of those monkeys that bangs the symbols together, being haunted. Ooh,
2: I'm Santa is creepier.
4: I am scared of monkeys though, for (laughs) real. Just in general, (laughs) I don't like them. I their little hands are creepy. I I know everyone thinks monkeys are cute, but actually, like people who live in places where there are a lot of monkeys hate them too. They're like a nuisance. They steal shiny objects and food. They like form gangs and they're just bad. I I do not like them. JJ
2: lived at a place with monkeys and has a creepy story where like, you just see the hand coming around the door, but Uh, maybe that's for another time.
1: Wait, So I got to say, I'm on the the other side of this coin where any animal that has a human-like hand, I absolutely love. Like raccoons, love them. Any like squirrels have little hands. Anything that has like a little hand that can pick food up and eat it.
2: They can oppose their digits and they have thumbs.
1: Ferrets, love them. Anything. I want to live with them all. So it's kind of funny that (laughs) it's just
4: Well, you know, that's making me think. I do think raccoons, when you see them with their like washing their hands, it is really, really cute. Yeah. But I think there's something about like monkey hands that they're so human like, but not quite human like, that it just really, really disturbs mm. me.
1: Well, that monkey paw fable is something the oh, first yeah. time I heard it, it's always stuck with me. For whatever reason, that's always spooked me out and kind of creeped me out. Huh?
4: It. It's like a whole s- story. It's
2: like uh,
1: uh, it's where it's it's like they find a monkey paw and they make a wish and it's like they get whatever they wish for, but there's a consequence to the action of the wish. So like if you wish for money, uh, you might a, a relative might immediately die and then you inherit their money. You know, or it's always like a, a negative for your positive kind of thing.
4: Gotcha.
2: Well, and people
1: of course can't help themselves, so they keep making the wishes, kind of you know thing.
2: Well, getting back to Allie, I do want to thank her for being so candid and open about um, everything she's going through mm-hmm. and having schizophrenia, because it's definitely a topic that is not discussed a lot. And, you know, I want that to be normalized yeah. for everyone. Um, so that's cool that she brought that up because you're right, Noah, what you said. It is a stigma in the, you know, counteracting What's the word? When you're trying to prove that ghost, that people are just making it up in their head. Which sucks. It sucks so hard because they don't know what those people are what people are going through. Everyone's brain is wired differently. And you don't know, you know, what kind of medications people are on that are inhibiting things or and and all I have to say is that she was really brave to say that. And I'm so glad she came on our episode. Um and yeah. I can't wait to hear from her again.
1: Absolutely. And Kat, do you have a good like mental health, um, phone number or, or website that we can give out if anybody feels like they're struggling with those?
2: Um, well, I mean, not necessarily, I guess, I guess I would just say, talk to your doctor, obviously, if you're experiencing anything that you think is like hallucination hallucinogenic, I can't say the
4: hallucinogenic.
2: Words. Nope. Hallucin- Hallucinations. I'm sorry oh. about that. Um, or, you know, thoughts of grandeur or anything like that uh definitely you know if, if, if you're younger than adult age like talk to your parents and or talk to someone that makes you feel safe talking about things like that whether it's a friend or their parents if your parents don't make you feel safe with those types of topics yeah. um or a
4: school psychologist yeah school psychologist, a counselor. Uh,
1: yeah just yeah. any i guess mental health person that you can yeah, get to because,
2: and and yeah I mean JJ and I both talked to someone this this year and we're in our 30s it took us a long time yeah. to realize like identify those things in us yep
1: to yeah to- it, it took the pandemic for me to um, finally talk to a therapist so. yeah
2: important it's just like working out of your physical body you need mental health it's, it's not some woo-woo thing it's real
1: yeah so we like Kat said we Absolutely appreciate Ali coming on. Well, before we get out of this episode, is there anything this spooky season that you two are really looking forward to doing like Haunted House or scary movies or anything like that?
2: Well, we are going to Mexico next week. Yeah. Um, awesome.
1: When hi, are y'all doing that?
2: We're going um, next Thursday through Monday.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Very cool.
2: So my friend um, lives... Kind of lives there semi permanently, may- maybe just temporarily. We're gonna go visit her, and I think we should look up some ghost stuff while we're there.
1: Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. When did their Day of the Dead festivities start? I think it's like the day after
4: Halloween. Okay. Day before Halloween.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, yeah, you guys will have to keep us updated and maybe post um, some pictures and stuff on the Instagram and keep our fans updated as well. Yeah,
2: it um, is November 1st and 2nd, I think. Obviously, um, don't take that to um, fact. Is that a fact? We don't know.
4: But that is a fact that Day of the Dead is November 1st.
1: Okay. One thing that I thought was pretty funny, the minisode we just released with Katie Boyle, the comic from Ireland who um, does comedy in New York City. I asked her for her opinion on candy corn <laughs> and she had never heard of that. And I thought that was so funny that that's not really it's not part of the lexicon in Ireland of candy. She didn't know what candy corn was because I love candy corn so much, which leads me to my next question: Between you two, do you guys like candy corn or hate candy corn? Because it's fairly polarizing. Absolutely hate it.
2: I can have like three and I'm done for the season.
1: <sighs> I can eat a whole bag. Too many. I love it. <laughs> so sugary and sweet. It's,
4: but it's like the, it, it looks and feels like wax. I don't like
1: that. With that, I'm Noah Daniels.
2: I'm Kat. I'm JJ. Woo!
5: <laughs> Greetings adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice.